using this sort of religious backdrop as if to give affirmation to his perspective and point of view, wholly unacceptable, wholly inappropriate. For example, that very Bible that he held in his hand outside the Episcopal Church, if he was really engaging with it, then he would hear loudly where it speaks of what does God require to do justice, love mercy, and walk humbly before God. And what we are seeing is a cry for justice. So he would be better off sitting down at a round table and engaging with the structural racism that has over the years continued to contribute to a people being so disenfranchised. And do you think that it's always wrong to use religion? This has been the accusation against President Trump to use religion for political ends, essentially. Oh, always, always. There's no question about that in my mind. But there is a Venn diagram there, isn't there? Oh, religion and politics are not mutually exclusive. Politics is about people and about life. And so is the faith, the God that I worship and serve isn't interested in our religiosity. God is interested in whether we feed the hungry, clothe the naked, in whether we look after those who are most vulnerable in society. When I read scriptures, that's what it says. Posing with the Bible is not engaging with those things, I'm afraid. Do you sense, Bishop, that uh, do you think it's got worse or do you think we're just now dealing with it talking about it and highlighting it more i think that the social media context for example the video clip of this man um being knelt on george floyd being knelt on and pleading was sent to my inbox a day before it hit the news here and there I am, first thing in the morning, checking messages, and I'm screaming at these police officers, get up off the man, he can't breathe. So what social media has done is we can't now, you see, there was a time when we could say, oh, we didn't know about it. It's not real. It is darn well real. We're all getting it in our inboxes. We are seeing it. And so we... We turn our backs and close our eyes and our mouths at our own peril. And what the protesters are doing, the protesters, this is their way of giving voice to the voiceless, their way of speaking for a man who was knelt on and his voice not being heard. They are making his voice heard. No excuse for those who are looting. Absolutely not. No excuse for violence. But where is the violence coming from? And when we have a president, a president who stands there in front of the world and talks about we must dominate, that's precisely what the police officers were doing when they knelt on George Floyd. They were dominating him. People are not to be dominated. People are there for us to live together in unity and harmony. And so we want to hear leaders' voices who are going to acknowledge there is a problem here. Let's fix it together. Let's fix it together. Tell us, Bishop, how have you found Kent in this respect? You're reasonably new to the county and, and the role. And... Do you know, I, I've only been here 
for a very short time and it feels like I've been in lockdown but for quite a significant It, it was nothing period. personal, I have to say. <laughs> I, I know, I arrive and then we lock down. But I must <laughs> tell you that I have been warmly, warmly received and welcomed and it's been a delight. I'm enjoying it so far. And just a, a final point then. I mean, let, let's imagine you had that audience with President Trump. He's there. Mm. It's a one-to-one. Bishop Rose Hudson Wilkin and <laughs> Donald Trump face-to-face. What advice oh, are you going to give goodness. the American president right now? I would read him that passage of scripture that I began with. What does God require to do justice? What does justice look like, sir? I would be saying justice is not sending out the forces. Justice is not tear-gassing people who are protesting properly within their rights uh, and just so that you can walk uh, and pose. This is not uh, a campaign occasion. It is uh, time for us to see justice, to work for justice, to love mercy for goodness sake. That man cried out. He said, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Can a nation not hear that? I cannot breathe. For goodness sake. And so many more are saying, I can't breathe. And that's what I'd be saying to him. Get down off your high horse. Get out of your privileged bubble and listen and hear and respond to the needs of those who are crying out. I can't breathe.